Hello and welcome to the Nutmeg Podcast, where we discuss the issues that matter to your money with the aim of inspiring you to feel financially confident, investment savvy and empowered to reach your goals. I'm Annabelle Williams, Personal Finance Specialist at Nutmeg. And I'm Catman, Savings and Investment Specialist, also here at Nutmeg. In this episode, we want to start to tackle the topic of pensions and retirement. Now, anyone who knows me will know pensions and retirement planning is something that I feel particularly passionate about. In a short while, we're going to be joined by Alice Tapper, who is a financial campaigner and educator and the founder of financial education platform Go Fund Yourself. We're going to be talking a little bit more about our relationships with our pensions, what it's like talking to friends and family about planning for the future, and what we can do to achieve the retirement that we want. But before we get into too much detail, let's first take a moment to think about the current context. We can't escape the news headlines or articles about inflation at record highs or the increase in the cost of living. So putting money away for the future might not be the first thing that springs to mind. That's right. We fully appreciate that the immediate financial needs of many people have changed recently. And it's important that we say at the outset that everyone needs to consider what is best for them to do in their specific circumstances. And rest assured that there are things that you may want to consider doing that won't increase your financial outgoings, like bringing together old pensions in one place to give you a better idea of what your retirement could look like in the future. But we do want to talk about how valuable the contributions you make today could be in the future. It's important for me to say at this point in time that nothing we discuss today should be taken as financial advice. And if you're not sure if a pension is right for you, you should speak to a professional financial advisor. Some people might be wondering why, since there is a state pension, why do we really need to talk about workplace or private pensions at all? I want to give you some numbers and a statistic that really will put into focus the importance of saving into a private or workplace pension. This autumn, energy bills will be around £2,500 for the average household over a year. If you were living off the full new state pension, which is £9,627 a year, then your household bills for gas and electricity could take up 25% of your income. Now, it's important to caveat that that £2,500 estimate for energy bills assumes an average household with average usage. And by retirement, there may be fewer people in your household. So your children may have left home, you may well be living alone. Therefore, you may spend less on all of the things that we use energy for at home, such as running a washing machine or cooking. But you may also be at home more and therefore you'll be running the heating or using electrical appliances like boiling the kettle, watching the television, and all of that will use more energy. But anyway, it's a ballpark figure that gives you a good indication of why it's really important not to just rely on the state pension alone. Absolutely. And it's one of the reasons why we want to talk about pensions. There's a risk that putting off pension planning now could have a longer lasting impact in the future. So to talk more about this, I'd like to welcome our guest, Alice Tapper, financial campaigner and educator, uh, who's just about as passionate about pensions as we are. Hi, Alice. Hey, thanks for having me. Alice, I you know, think it's really important that let's just start with a bit of a foundation. What's your relationship with your pension like? How did it start? Where are you at now? Give us a bit of a background. Sure. So firstly, I think I'm, I'm very lucky in that I had a mum that 
constantly talked about the importance of a pension. So I think that was a really good foundation. However, my first job, which I think must have been when I was about 16, my employer one day kind of just came in and, and waved a piece of paper at me, mentioned something about pensions and how it probably just doesn't really make sense for me to sign up to the workplace pension because I wouldn't be there very long. And so unfortunately, I kind of felt the pressure at the time of like, oh, I guess maybe it doesn't make sense. And so I was encouraged to opt out, um, which now I know is uh, incredibly unethical and irresponsible thing of an employer to do. But I think it's probably actually quite a common thing um, for young employees, um, particularly when employers kind of don't see them necessarily being around very long. Um, so didn't get off to a good start with my with my pension journey. But later on, post-graduation, um, I then was a management consultant and so I was set up with, you know, a proper, proper pension, which um, was obviously contributing to. And there was a pretty generous pension scheme, actually, with, a, with good matching. Um, so that was all good. And I'm now self-employed, but through a limited company. So do not have the benefits of the juicy, you know, employer contributions and, and things like that. So I now have a personal pension. But nonetheless, it's still a, a massive priority for me to try and kind of get that extra boost. I also have lifetime ISAs. So um, making sure that I'm kind of getting that 25% as a bit of a top up. Um, so yeah, it's been a long journey. Um, but But here we are. My pension journey is a little bit different. So actually, almost the very opposite end of your uh, spectrum. My first sort of proper job was with a pension provider. Nice. Um, so I think I am incredibly fortunate in that respect. I um, had like a little bit of a head start. There was someone who worked for the business who did all of our sort of retirement planning expertise. And Mike really sat me down and said, look, I have to consider if the fact that I plan on retiring at 55, life expectancy being what it kind of currently is at the moment, I could realistically expect to live as long in retirement as I yeah. was working. So he really set out the fact that actually... I needed each month's worth of salary when I was working to last for yeah. one month whilst I was working and one month in retirement. Um, and then he did bestow upon me the virtues of a workplace pension, as you say, yeah. taking advantage of those employer contributions. That was my introduction to tax relief and compounding, the sort of idea that any investment returns that remain in, invested and reinvested in your pension can continue to grow and do some of the hard work. I mean, I think Mike is very heavily responsible for my passion for pensions from an early age. Um, but I do feel like those are the sort of two ends mm. of that. How was your introduction to pension relationship? Yeah. Yeah, I'm actually, I'm really glad for you both that you were able to start saving for a retirement in your 20s. But my experience was kind of worlds away from that really so my career has been as a journalist and even though I was working as a finance journalist for well-respected organizations I was never offered a pension and I did not have a pension until the law changed to make it mandatory for employers to offer um, qualifying staff so people who earn more than £10,000 a year a pension and it's a scheme called auto enrolment. So I was 30 when that came in at my company and it was the first time I'd been having this uh, monthly deduction from my pay. But um, the amount of money that was being deducted from my salary each month was so low because I was on a low salary and then it's a tiny percentage of your salary that gets put aside. It was like £30 a month and 
when I left that job then, I had something like £6,000 in a pension, which on the one hand, looking at that makes me feel a bit richer. But on the other hand, I know that £6,000, like, my God, what's that going to be worth, you know, um, when I finally get to retire in the year 20, God knows what it will be. (laughs) Um, And looking back now, um, I think that it's a real shame that I missed out on those years. And actually, all of that was despite the fact that I worked in finance. I specialised in investment. I was aware about pensions. And my mum did mention sometimes the importance of having a pension. And yeah. she was also kind of disgusted that I didn't have one, you know, mm. but there's nothing you can do about it when you're that yeah. age. And I also just wanted to say that, you know, back then, um, I mean, we're in a cost of living crisis now, right? But also in my 20s and the start of my 30s, like my money just went absolutely nowhere. Like I was renting in London, uh, the cost of the tube fare, monthly season ticket. It was just like, I just, you know, putting more money into something else. Like, come on, I didn't even really have savings. The, the number of friends and my brother is, I always use him as a classic example because i banged my head but he was sort of like I'll use that money better mm, and I yeah. particularly with my brother I thought no I know you I've known you your whole life you you won't use yeah. that and as you say it feels like a small amount but actually then you get a bit of tax relief or an employer yeah. match contribution and I, I think it is that element of okay actually a little bit can have totally. a sort of yeah. significant impact in the future. But also just on that understanding that principle when you're in your 20s when you've learnt nothing about pensions previously and actually listening to all of our stories it demonstrates the difference that a good employer that equips you with that information can make because as you've said Kat you know you were lucky and yeah. you happened to have you know a great employer who sat you down and talked you through it I had the complete opposite you know Annabelle obviously you weren't even sort of told anything about about pensions and I think I don't know what the solution is exactly, but I do believe that rather than just putting it on individuals and saying, you know, make sure you're making the most of it, actually there's a, a huge role for employ- employers to to take, I think, in equipping employees with the information, how they can mm. actually make the most of it. Not just having one, because obviously we've got auto-enrolment, but actually making the most of it. Yeah. So you're a big advocate for pension saving for young people. Yeah. When you go out and speak to young people about retirement and that kind of thing, what's the response? response that you get? So I think particularly now, as you were saying, I think it's a really difficult one because we're in a cost of living crisis. And I think being able to, when you're in your 20s, projecting forward and imagining your situation, you know, when you're in your 50s, 60s, 70s, is really difficult when currently you're having to make decisions about, you know, whether you can put the heating on. Um, So I think on the one hand, there's a, a real kind of why would I even think about this right now for particularly particularly for those you know young people on low incomes um that's a really really difficult um choice to make and I can understand that if you're if you're worried about money next week are you really going to be worrying about money you know what your financial situation might be like in your you know 60s 70s that being said I've had many conversations with with young people about money. I think there's a bit of a trope that, you know, they don't understand anything about pensions. I don't necessarily think that is the case. I think there's a lot of fear around it because we've been told all of this stuff about how we'll never retire. So a, a lot of the response is often, you know, well, I'll never be able to retire anyway. Um, so fear, I think, oh, yeah. is a big one. I also think that sort of trope about young people not 
understanding or not being interested in money is, I mean, it irritates me. I would also say I have almost as many conversations with my parents' friends and my parents are Mm. in their early 60s about what they should be thinking about for retirement and how long do they think they might live for and roughly speaking, do they think they've got enough? Whereas kind of as with my, my friends my age or friends my brother's age who are in our mid 30s mm-hmm. um sort of generously um and i think that actually there is a level of engagement now which i think is is good and i also think you know auto enrollment and the fact that people have multiple pensions i mean i saw my brother over the summer and he handed me what was a bag for life shopping bag but it was all of his paperwork from his previous pensions and he said look I want an idea of what's in them. There's about eight of them. What do I do with this? And there was a part of me that thought, well, on the plus side, you've kept all your paperwork. Um, But he had no idea. And he didn't know that he could consolidate them in one place that would give him a better idea. He didn't even really know that he should be able to check up on how much is in there and find out that sort of information. Um, And I think we need to do a better job of helping people who, as you say, might not be thinking about can they increase a contribution to a pension this month, but actually there are steps you can do that are just about managing the contributions you've already made Mm -hmm. to pensions. Yeah, so it's not necessarily about, you know, putting more money into your pension. It's just that a lot of people don't realise that they've got this money that's put aside in these accounts for their future. Um, It's from old employers. You know, they don't even know it's there. And um, I think that, yeah, it's it's just really important Mm. that people, if they can, can kind of, you know, find out where they are and potentially just move them all into one. Because if you've got several pensions going, right, that money is invested and then you're going to have similar investments in several different accounts and that doesn't make sense because when you invest you have to pay a little fee so you're going to be kind of doubling up on fees but Alice I really want to ask you about your initiative Hot Girl Retirement tell us about that yeah so so on the question actually of of you know what how how young people are thinking about their pensions and maybe what the pension industry isn't getting right in their communications that's something I've been thinking about a lot and I think one of the challenges is that and maybe just financial services in general can be quite guilty of this is focusing so much on products so we talk a lot about pension we talk about how much you're putting into it and so on without actually translating that into outcomes what does that actually mean if you put in this amount what does that then mean for your future self and we know this through um My academic background um, was um, behavioural science, behavioural economics. And we know that if you help people paint a picture of what their retirement or future could look like, you're more likely to aspire to it and get there. And this is absolutely, sorry, I'm just going to interrupt very rudely. This is absolutely one of the reasons why they talk about having an investment goal. You know, don't just think about it as your pension. You should think about it as, you know, your initiative, Hot Girl Retirement, or what is it? How are you investing for a particular goal? And it's because it delivers that sort of... Of emotional attachment to yeah, something. Exactly. Sorry, no, not at all. Exactly. <laughs> that's exactly it. And I think, and so the idea of the um, the hot girl retirement actually inspired um, by the PLSA, who have the the uh, retirement um, living standards, which just basically give you a rough idea of what different three different lifestyles that you could potentially have an estimate of what your pension pot would need to look like in order to achieve those those lifestyles. So there's comfortable, moderate and minimum. 
Now, to be quite honest with you, hopefully this isn't too too rude. Obviously, that's quite quite boring just to think about, oh, I'm going to have a moderate retirement. Mm-hmm. Okay, you know, at least it gives you some idea, but it's not not very sort of inspiring. And so the idea of the hot girl retirement was, um, for those that don't know, it's an inspiration, uh, taking inspiration from the meme hot girl summer, uh, translating it into retirement and giving you three essentially grandmas or nans that you can aspire to. So there's the waitrose nan, uh, which is which is in line with the comfortable retirement who goes on a couple of cruises every year, who spends seventy pounds on a weekly shop at Waitrose. Um, you've got the moderate level of retirement, which is um, the super gran, for example, um, and she goes on a couple of holidays maybe um, in the UK uh, and uh, is able to replace her car every ten years and so on. And then you've got the minimum, which is, I think we called it actually the the super nan, who's, you know, the the wonderful grandma that still slips you £20 on your birthday. But sadly... Um, is one of the the millions of of grandmas and grandpas up and down the country who really struggle and they fall into the category of pension poverty um, and uh, are often having to rely heavily on the state pension, which, as we know, is simply not enough to get by. So, yeah. So is the idea with this a way of framing what saving into a pension is about, is thinking about yourself in the future so am I going to be like a super nan or uh, the nan that's going down Waitrose and if I do want to have that kind of going on a cruise type lifestyle and you know this is how much money that I will need to have in a pension and then how much that will basically give me per year is that the kind of gist yeah, of it? Yeah it, it's the idea that's the idea um, the the PSLA they don't actually uh, they don't actually say exactly how much you should contribute which I think um, I know Nutmeg have really great pension calculators which I think you can actually get a better a sense of what you might need to contribute. Um, so it's worth checking out pension calculators. Um, but basically, yeah, it's to give you a rough idea of what you need in a pension pot to achieve a specific lifestyle. And as we were saying, if you can translate a goal into something that's more concrete and you can imagine yourself as this, you know, the waitress down or whatever it might be, um, I think it I think it makes pensions more tangible. And it's something mm. that we can all we I think we can all agree that we would love to be going on a couple of cruises a year, um, you know, and treating our grandkids um, and and things like that. Absolutely. Now, I kind of want to take a little bit of focus onto your nans. Okay. Specifically, bear with me. Yeah. Um, But it's just because a big issue for sort of a lot of women, Mm. and the three of us are women, is that their pensions can take a back seat if they potentially have a career break when they have children. Um, Also, you know, there are varying different factors around why pensions for women tend to be smaller than men when they come to retire. Um, And also, you know, one of the things that we have to, to get to grips with is that actually our life expectancy is slightly longer. So not only do we start with a little bit less, we actually need it to last a little bit longer, ideally, plus the cruises. Um, And Annabelle and I were talking a little bit at the beginning about the state pension and the fact that it's really hard to live on. So that reliance, as you were sort of saying, is the the sort of nan that might end up living on that state pension. I kind of want to get to a grips of how do you find or what kind of conversations do you have with to kind of relate to people and their relationships and yeah. pensions. So I would hazard a guess that potentially the three of us in any relationships we might have are not the norm. Mm-hmm. My boyfriend and I talk about pensions quite a lot. He can't escape it. Um, but I anticipate we're not the norm. Uh, how do you kind of find that 
do people talk about pensions? How does that kind of relate? What's that that element around pensions and relationships that we should be tackling? Yeah. So on um, GoFund Yourself, which is the uh, kind of social platform that I run, um, we do a series called Financial Confessions. And pensions have been a focus of that. Well, not, not just pensions, actually. It's generally stories um, and situations that typically women have ended up in, um, difficult financial situations. And a, a common theme I see is a lack of communication in relationships and also an assumption, um, often from the, um, the male or, or breadwinning partner, um, that the the female partner um, is going to um, basically have to absorb the cost of taking time away from work. Oftentimes, it's even down to having to use their maternity pay to cover childcare, for example. And, and I just don't think, in some ways, I understand that we just don't have these conversations. We don't realise that that's where a lot of this kind of inequality and a lot of where the pension gap comes from is that there is not equality in relationships, or at least there aren't those equal conversations to say, hold on a second, you're maybe taking time away from work to, you know, do more of the childcare. How can I then supplement you? How can we make things fair from a financial perspective? So I think it, it starts with conversations, I think. Um, and it's not to say, you know, that it's all bad, you know, breadwinners or men, whoever it might be. I think it's that we just don't realise that those are conversations we need to be having. And we know a lot about the gender pay gap. We don't really talk much about the pension gap. Absolutely. And I have to say, as a regular scroller of the financial confessions, I think they're great. Um, also, because often for either me and my friends or me and my boyfriend, we it spurs that conversation. I'm like, oh, I've just read this. Yeah. <laughs> he gives me a look. There's, says, some, there's some juicy ones. <laughs> yeah, so uh, here we go. Well, I, I often think, I'm sure they also inspire some heated conversations within people's relationships, but I think that's a good thing to yeah. say, hold on a second. And there was a really interesting story, um, a lovely message actually, that I had through from a guy who said um, that he got a, a huge bonus at the end of the year and his wife, I think, had taken significant amounts of time, I think beyond maternity um maternity leave to look after the kids and he decided well hold on a second you know you're losing out here um and and so gave her a percentage of that bonus and they'd kind of worked out in a fair way based on what she was you know losing out on now obviously some people in relationships will just decide to kind of go all in anyway um but I think just being aware of what the different options are and how you might be able to make things a little more fair um is a first step I love that example what a guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Relationship goals. <laughs> yeah, totally. Well, thanks, Alice. I mean, I've really enjoyed this conversation and think that, yeah, I definitely need to be a bit more engaged in my pension. Yeah, thanks very Likewise. much for joining Thank us. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you to all of our listeners. Remember, if you like what you hear, please do share and subscribe. And feel free to contact us via the Nutmeg social media channels with any ideas or themes you'd like us to talk about on a future episode. Until next time, thanks for listening. The topics discussed in this podcast are for informational purposes only and should not be relied on for financial advice. As with all investing, your capital is at risk. The value of your portfolio with Nutmeg can go down as well as up and you may get back less than you invested. A pension may not be right for everyone and tax rules may change in the future. Please note that during any transfer, your investments will be out of the market. If you are unsure if a pension is right for you, please seek financial advice.